everybody to an episode of Keep Your Torch Lit. My name is My Sam. name is Sarah. My name is Jack, and I'm very thankful it's not Emily. <laughs> it is a bad week for Emily's. Yeah, the curse of the Emily's. And it's really a bad week to be anybody yeah. in season three, to be honest. It's a pretty um pretty Yeah, I don't know who episode. came out of this episode feeling like great about themselves. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Wh- whose idea was it to do that theme song, Sad Boy Hours? Yeah. That was intense. The Sad mm-hmm. Boy Hours theme. It was. That was all Ian. Uh, he, one of Ian's, like, big kind of, like, editing signature things is that he, like, changes the intro kind of based on what's happening during the season, which I've actually, like, really, really loved. And I, I really thought that he... He definitely went all out and with the creativity on this one. And he like went and like specifically found like sad videos of every person. Oh wow, I like, didn't notice people. that there were sad videos. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah. And he found this like theme that was like a mm-hmm. sad version of the Survivor Ancient Voices. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it's definitely a weird note to start out the episode on. Cause like, you know, there's been dark versions of cbs survivor but like a lot of times that stuff kind of happens like i don't know towards the end like you know of course the infamous game changers tribal and then all the stuff of island of the idols earlier this year but it's like a really weird situation to be in just where everybody's just really upset at the start of the episode and like even the people who are kind of like the perpetrators of it you know they it's not like they've done anything like so god awful terrible i'm mean, like obviously like a lot of stuff they said probably wasn't okay but it's I, I don't know it's just like a it's a it's a really weird situation and a really sad situation for a lot of people yeah it's definitely an episode that feels like it's out it's just not fully survivor mm-hmm. like a lot of it a lot of the drama revolves around things that are mm-hmm. kind of outside of the game which i think is really interesting because one of the things i think this fire michigan has done over the past three seasons it's like really show a picture into like i don't know the the psychology of all the players and what it's like to be a college student like playing a game against your friends so i feel like that's one of the things that kind of like has makes college survivor unique is that it feels a lot more like real life than Mm -hmm. cbs kind of feels like this like game show you know what i mean like so (laughs) you turn in right sam (laughs) <laughs> also i don't know if it was like i don't know Maybe. if it was obvious in the video but the challenge happened pre- pretty much right after ben got voted out so they didn't really have time to like process a lot of it before going into that challenge yeah because i feel like at that point we were doing a lot of back to back to back to back stuff yeah yeah i think that's one of the things that like you don't really catch in the edit all the time is that we for scheduling, it's so hard to schedule around like college students that we generally always we do challenges after tribals like a lot, and then we kind of like edit it since they're different episodes. It looks like it's like a lot of time has passed, but like yeah, there was like no time for anybody to really absorb the Ben bomb. Like it was kind of like a bomb that had a really <laughs> long fuse. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to talk about like how fair we think the Ben bomb was? Yeah. Like, what production was thinking at the time? Yeah, because I've seen a lot of 
production stuff yeah. in the comments. So yeah, definitely. Well, so you guys were actually. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you guys um, think about it? Well, I guess I was on production, but I wasn't like physically there. But I do kind of remember some of the chats. I think the main thing what it came down to was like you're allowed to show screenshots at any point in the game like that's allowed you can't show videos but like how we reasoned is as long as he's still in the game and he's like sending screenshots that's fine you know yeah he had a screen but recording that's like, but it was like a screen yeah, recording fine. Of, that's fine like, yeah of, like, that's text. fine because yeah. you, you just can't show yeah. like confessionals or stuff. like videos of meetings with people yeah 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 and yeah. because yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Because anything that's like written can be a bluff. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if it's in video, it's usually like what actually happened. Yeah. I mean Which is why yeah. Group fake yeah. group memes have definitely happened before, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. And so I think the exact <laughs> timing of it was it was after the last vote was read for him, but before his torch was snuffed. Is that correct? That he like pressed send on the email? Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, I think that's the rationale is that like I think was that like at that point you could like go around and like say, oh, this person has an idol or whatever. And I th- I'm pretty sure that's been done at like some point or just, you know, some sort of like stuff like that. So like yeah. the reason that that's like at least the very last point before your torch is snuffed that something like that is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I feel like one of the really only thing, one of the biggest things that was controversial about it was also that like, we did have a rule that said you're not allowed to have your phones out during tribal. So we like, did. But yeah, we that was really very loosely enforced. enforced yes. I feel like uh, we hadn't, we yeah. hadn't been enforced. That wasn't even it. a thing on our season. So like, we, <laughs> yeah. Well, if, and I think that we felt like it would be unfair if like we only start if we we told them no, and then only started enforcing a rule when like somebody asked us about it. Like, because we hadn't been enforcing it at other tribal councils. People had their phones at other tribal councils. Like, the one at that Rocks tribal, Cassie used her phone to, like, set a timer, <laughs> you know, like, oh, when yeah. during Andrew's little speech. Like, so I feel like even though it's a rule, we hadn't been enforcing it. So it felt unfair to, like, choose that time to enforce it. But I do think that after the Ben bomb is, I think we mentioned it when we talked with Ben. We were like, that was when we really started actually enforcing it. Yep. Okay, so do we want to talk about the demerge now and, like, explain... Because I know there's also a lot of mixed feelings about this twist. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's kind of like an infamous thing because it's, like, it's happened a few times in CBS that I ever see you, and I feel like it's never, like, people feel great about it, but... I don't know. Just I feel like it's just something it's like, that, especially yeah. with this season where we're just going walls the wall with the twist. Like it's, I feel like it's kind of something that we you have to do. Yeah, like we wanted to have a twist basically every week, and so like with that many twists, this just was kind of a natural one that came up. Probably Matthew Israel mm-hmm. brought it up. Yeah, and I remember we were worried about uh, doing an eighteen-person cast for the first time, so we <laughs> yeah. needed a couple of like double elimination boots so like oh. you know it's this one and then there was the wait you mean 20 person or wasn't it eight? it was 18 eight. right was it wasn't ours also 18 oh, i guess ours was 18 was never, was i don't 18. know what i'm talking about i thought that was a concern <laughs> yeah never... i think it was because i, I think you're so, right yeah. though because like we had scheduling issues so like yeah. we had to like pack I'm... a lot of them for, for... 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, one of the things about the Deemers that, like, a lot of people, I feel like it makes it controversial is that it, like, gives a lot of power to the people on the bottom. And, like, I get that, like, it can screw people over or whatever but also like there is an element of luck to survivor i feel like like when it comes to swaps it's always a little bit of luck and also you kind of have Mm -hmm. to always be prepared for whatever like you can't just like um ruin relationships just because you think you're like at merge now yeah and just like not care about certain people like you never know what's going to happen in survivor that's like part of it you gotta expect the unexpected exactly and like i mean yeah I like that little flashback that it goes to of Will kind of predicting it, you know? So, you know, it's, it was, it was, oh, it was at yeah. least like kind of like on their radar, you know, it's not like it was just something completely, I don't know. Yeah. One thing I also want to say about it too, is that like, they at least had an element of like choice. Like they were able to choose, there was like a strategy involved with what tribes they were demerged into. So like, versus just like being randomly demerged or like, you know, they at least had some strategy involved with it, which I feel like makes it a little bit more, like, palatable as a twist, you know? Right. Like, they could, they actually were able to choose what tribe they were on. Yeah, so speaking of that, everyone pretty much dropped, except for Austin and Brady, right? Wasn't that the thing? <laughs> yes. I love how, like, Austin... I love how Austin has been, like, low-key a challenge beast, like... Everyone, I, like, I feel like he gets near the end of, like, a lot of these challenges. Yeah, like, the eating one, steal the bacon, like, well. whether it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah, just seeing this matchup of Austin versus Brady is just, like, yeah. the, 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 mo- the two most opposite players, like, you know? It was just, it was just funny, like, seeing this, this showdown. I was saying, do you think that Wawa, that Austin was drawing off the energy of Wawa? Yes. Oh, for sure. I feel like he knew that in a demerged scenario, he needed all the energy he could get. And, you know, Lavana wasn't going to cut it this time. So he had to go to the main pure source of energy in Wawa. Oh, man. But what, what do you think? think you would have done? Do you guys think you would have held on to try to be safe and no matter what, or try to get yourself onto a tribe where like you're with your people? Uh, I would want that immunity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Even I when think... you're with your people, say there's only if there's three of your people and two of the other people. That's true. What it's if one guaranteed. of them? What if them has an idol? You know. You're so like, right. Like, yeah. like immunity is the only thing that's guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think of if you're both. But it's like, if you're either Emily. Yeah. You just gave up. You just got voted off because you literally dropped on purpose. Like, if they would, you just need to outlast Austin, yeah. and then you are immune. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not as bad as like dropping for peanut butter. I feel like, but <laughs> like Honestly, in those situations, like starving. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like I feel like would... I would not think straight. Well, there's always every single time there's people who do that, and then those are the people who get voted out. I don't know. <laughs> I know it, it feels like it always. That would totally happen. be me. Yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't that like Kim this season? Didn't she drop for peanut butter? Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. I just really feel like that's something I would do. Like, mm-hmm. I get so hungry. <laughs> 
I feel I like it, it's different in like in CBS. I can kind of understand that like you're st- you're literally starving, so your mind is like deteriorating. But also, you're yeah. thinking like, if I just have this energy, maybe I'll be able to like be a better mm-hmm. better social player. Maybe I'll have some better ideas. Maybe I'll do better in the next challenge. Like I can kind of understand. Yeah. That. But like quitting. But in college, like. I know. In college, you're taking 18 credits. You're working a job. Your mind is deteriorating at the same rate. (laughs) For me, it's the food. It's all about the food. Like, if in college, I had enough food. But if I was on an island, I don't know. If we confirmed, if we all went on CBS Survivor, Sarah would definitely drop for the peanut butter. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I, when there's like cameras on me, and I know I'm going to be on national television, I. I think I might get some adrenaline and I might not do it. So we'll, or, we'll see. Or maybe you would do it like Tyson, but you would use the peanut butter to power your yeah. victory. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got it when he was already out of the game. Like, you know? <laughs> That's true. Um, anyways, going back to that challenge. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Transitioning from that peanut butter. Um, I, one of the things, I, mean, I know we mentioned last time that Cassie doesn't have like a lot of footage. Which is a bummer because I do feel like she's been playing the game pretty well in some aspects. Like her, she told Aaron to grab the orange buff. I felt like that was really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did she say? Like, like we got your. We believe in you. Yeah, we believe in you. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of like an interesting thing to say. Like, it's not like, oh, like you're safe with us. So like, we got you. It's like we believe in you. She isn't like making any sort of commitment to Aaron. Yeah. She's just like. Yeah, she was like, "We believe in you. Like, you should do it. Like, but it definitely is implying like that she should trust them." Do you, you know what it like weirdly kind of reminds me of? Just what? to go on another sidetrack back to CBS Survivor. Sorry, <laughs> Are you talking about what? But of Candace in Cook Island. We love you. <laughs> that is we one lo- of the funniest moments. Yeah. <laughs> We loved your burgers, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> we love your burgers. You're so you. damn good, Aaron. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So is Aaron going to fall in love with Cassie now? I'll be here for it. Yeah, maybe. We had a great a great uh, girl power alliance in, yeah. in the works, potentially. I would love to see that partnership. Um, But yeah, no, I thought that was smart, too, because... I think somebody, I think it was Emily, was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I dropped right away so I could split up Cassie and Dylan. But then, like, Cassie and Dylan just picked the bus together. And by getting and by getting Aaron on their tribe and, like, wanting to work with them, Cassie basically guaranteed she has a majority. So yeah. Right there, just by getting Aaron to pick that buff. And no, on the other hand, like, by Will and Paddock and, like, their whole alliance all drawing buffs together, it's pretty dumb because then all of a sudden they realize, like, we, one of us is going to get voted off and we're all in the same alliance. Like, they really bungled that one. Yeah, I mean, Cassie played that so well. Like, you know, she's she's now the main girl that, you know, is telling the person that she can sit at her table, you know? And, you know, that gives, a, that gives like, a ton of connection and, like, pride to that person and, like, brings them right over to you if they can sit at the cool kid's table. Exactly. You know? Instead of saying we don't like you, it's like we yeah. believe in you. Exactly. Look at wow! Look at that evolution. Even though it wasn't her as uh, originally, yeah. but you know, classic Cassie getting blamed yeah. for being blamed for Chloe's. Uh, they they're, Chloe's they words. were just they were one person. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I do want to say like to, to Cassie's game, 
I do feel kind of like her game got damaged so much at that Rocks Tribal that like, and it wasn't all entirely her fault either. I mean, she kind of just got that reputation that Chloe had. And it kind of like throughout the game up until this point kind of stuck with her. Like, I know there wasn't a lot of videos of people saying stuff like that, but even just like what people kind of said in their um, interviews and stuff, like that, like after that Rocks Tribal, it definitely did like Cassie, like all of Tafiti was kind of like grouped in, especially like Cassie and Chloe were kind of seen as like the same. And I feel like that's one of the things that has been unfortunate for Cassie. So like any chance she can have to kind of like rebuild her reputation or like build more social connections, I think is definitely good on her part to kind of like turn a fresh page in the game. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about how <laughs> Devin just went out and snagged that buff from Emily B. It's a sneaky little. That Ross. was so savage. Yeah. What a Ross move right there. Devin Loki cracks me up. Like he just snagged it with no regrets. Mm-hmm. He's just a sneaky. He's a sneaky little guy. I I, I do like. It's, I yeah. It was kind of funny. Like I don't know something about Devin. Like I just like. He, he just, like, seems a little bit mischievous sometimes. Oh, he definitely has, like, a little mischievous side to him. He's, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's quieter than a lot of the other big players. Just, like, even on, like, Sabu Sabu, he's definitely, like, the most quiet of them. But, you know, he, he's he's sneaky. He definitely is thinking a lot about the game. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, I feel like he, like, looks at situ- assess the situation and then just, like, grab the buff because he just knew whoever was stuck on that tribe with, mm-hmm. like, Dylan, Cassie, and Aaron was uh it was not going to be good even though actually i feel like he could have been probably fine if he did go in that tribe yeah he probably would have been fine but that's not a risk that he wanted to take he was much better going with the one he went with because yeah. uh, he's automatically guaranteed savu savu majority with mm-hmm. will and paddock kind of on the bottom mm-hmm. so it, i think that maybe I don't know. Do you want to say who played this the worst? Who did the worst job at this twist? Would you say Will and Paddock? Yeah, probably. I think it was just it's just a, a very, very bad episode. Like or even just bad like first ten minutes for Will and Paddock. Because you know you have them being the main victims of the Ben bomb. And yeah. Then, and then really kind of bungling this, like going through my power position into a weak position on this swap on this uh, demerge trim. I mean, I've never seen somebody's game blow up faster than Emily Paddock in one yeah. episode. Going from like last episode, she was kind of like on top of the game to like completely her game blowing up in all mm-hmm. different ways. She went from winning two immunities in a row, being in a dominant alliance and having connections with everybody to getting her reputation destroyed in front of the entire game and then having been demerged on a tribe or she got voted off and her alliance like lost two numbers in one week like mm-hmm. pretty i would say catastrophic week for paddock and not even like completely her fault like obviously yeah. not like you know, yeah i mean like she shouldn't have been saying those things about aaron and those texts and stuff but it's not like you know she was the one visibly making the mistakes that it up. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know I'm I, I know what you're saying. Like it was a lot of. It wasn't necessarily like she made. It was more mistakes that she had made way earlier in the game that are coming mm-hmm. to light. Like she didn't actually do any make any bad. Like I would say this episode. Like 
every move she made was pretty good. Like her pitch to Austin was really good. Like it was just stuff outside of her control. It really like, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves and doing a bit of a paddock yeah. trilogy now, but like, yeah. Uh, we, we, we jump around a lot these days. We, we like. do. <laughs> we do. We're all, we're all getting old uh, and, yeah. and senile, you know, where our minds don't work as good as they used to. That was sharp. <laughs> but should we talk about the Ben bomb and kind of the fallout from that? Um, I think we were talking about the Ben bomb. Well, just like oh, the fallout. Yeah, yeah, like yeah you're right. right. Yeah, injury. so obviously, yeah. like, I felt really bad for Aaron because it's, like, never fun seeing bad things said about you like even when strangers say bad things about you in the comments Mm -hmm. it still hurts but then these are like people who she thought were her friends and that's even worse yeah she trusted them a lot especially like i felt like she was pretty close with her yeah she really thought that paddock was like her closest ally in the game to know that not only has she been being lied to the whole time but like the people that she really liked like didn't seem to like her at beginning, you know, at the beginning of the game at least. You know that's, you know, really earth shattering. So it, it it is like just like I don't know, man. There's so much. There's so much that, that could be said about the whole situation, but I I do really think that, and I've seen this happen before, in our season and other seasons where you do have this very tribal mentality where you kind of find somebody where it's like you kind of bond over having a common enemy, you know? That's exactly Where, what I was going to say. Like, yeah, they didn't think that their texts were going to be released, which doesn't make it any more right, but, like, it was probably way more exaggerated because they were trying to bond. And, like, I mean, honestly, if I go into I'm probably dig up some mean things, gossiped about other people just, like, in the moment. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't make it any less, like, sad slash... Yeah. Mean. Well, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's one of the things that I think is I don't know. It should just be a reminder to everybody of like that. First of all, it doesn't take any weight away from how awful it was, but it mm-hmm. also should like hopefully make people realize like, man, like I've said mean things about people behind their back too. You know, like I've done that before. I was all of us can think of situations where we have said things that were not good. And if it's, if it's like in a text or, you know, you think it's like hidden, you think it's not as big of a deal, but it's still words are very powerful, you know, and I, ho- I hope that it's like a really good reminder for people. And I think that, you know, everyone this season really did see the situation and learn and grow from it and realize like, this is something that you can't do. Um, you know, I, I hope that it's a learning experience for everybody. And I really do feel for Aaron because you know, even if there is some positives and learning and growing that can come out of it, she's still kind of like, it's kind of at the expense of Aaron, you know, and people mentioning the expense of her dignity, which I, I really feel bad that she kind of like, she was just very much put in the spotlight for all of this. And it's not fair to her at all that she had to do go through that and kind of be like, I think Will actually in this episode said like, be the victim of a public spectacle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, Will is definitely not blameless in the situation, but there is some truth to that too. And that I think that there, there is some, there can, there is some wrong and kind of dra- dramatizing the whole thing from Ben's end to like make Will and Paddock look worse. But also, yeah, yeah did he? You know, sorry, go ahead. And didn't he like kind of like 
remove some of the things that he was saying or like edit out messages that he had sent. Is that accurate? Am I, am what, I making that up? That's what Emily said in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that much. I know I can't speak into the specifics of a lot of those things. Uh, you know, I just, what I come away from it is just, in general, it's just a sad situation. Yeah. It's very, just very heavy. Um, and I really, yeah, I just, I feel for everybody, but I feel especially for Aaron. Me too. All right. Um, so we get our sad tile sequence kind of at the end of oh, this thing. But also, I want to mention how Eliza was like appalled by all of that. Yeah. And Savu Savu in general, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel I really like in like... general, like. Go ahead. The feuding has. Well, I guess Savu Savu was in a feud with Tafiti. Mm-hmm. But like they're usually more like the wholesome side of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. and much to Will's chagrin, he's he's making fun of them, right? For you know, oh, like we're savvy, savvy. We play the game right and fair. We just want everybody <laughs> to like us, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so sick of being the villain all the time. Mm-hmm. Will says something like that. Yeah, um, but I I mean. I do, I don't know, there, there's something to be said about, like, you don't want, about, like, you don't want to, no, nobody's perfect, you know, like, Sabu Sabu can't, like, I don't think that anyone can look at the situation and judge, like, wow, I'm so much better than them, I would never do something that bad, because, you know, all of us have done shitty things in our life, but I, I did really appreciate Emily, Emily B's response to the situation, when she kind of, like, when she called Aaron and was, like, Wow, I'm really sorry this happened to you. If there's any way I can support you, let me know. I think that's the best way to respond mm-hmm. to something like this. You know, not saying like I'm appalled by these awful people and these horrible things they did. How could they? How dare they? You know, that's probably not the best response. Saying like, you know, blaming somebody, shifting the blame to somebody else is probably also not a good response. I, I just like how Emily didn't make it about anybody else. She just was like, wow, I'm sorry this happened to you. Like, I'm here to help. I think that was a good response. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Keep in mind also <laughs> audience that there's don't don't read into too much of all these things we're saying too. We're analyzing this from like the perspective of watching an episode and watching T V characters. There's so much more to every situation in life and we're not speaking towards like the character of these people um so definitely keep that in mind too as you're listening i know so um because all these people um yeah we've we've actually said that over and over this this season and then these podcasts about how there's just a lot to every situation every person has their own side of the story and every you can't judge someone's character based off of what you see on a TV show. Um, that doesn't mean you can't call out things when they're wrong, but uh, you're really knowing people's hearts takes knowing them in, in person. So I just wanted to note that too. Hmm. Steve. All right. Would you want to move on to uh, some of the strategy? Yeah. What I thought was interesting was how they decided to use Austin as... Austin, who's like the most loyal Savu Savu member, as so it seems, to flip on Savu Savu. Yeah, and it actually almost 
it seems to work surprisingly it's so weird because it's funny because there's that one phone call where austin was talking to the other seven seven members and he was like i don't know i have to think about it and they're just like what like (laughs) austin is like the mascot for sabu sabu Mm -hmm. yeah like, can you imagine Rupert being like, hmm, I might flip on the Drake. I will think about it. <laughs> I might flip on the hero tribe and go with the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, flipping on the Lisa and Devin and, Emily yeah. and going with Will and Paddock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will, really Will's like is. the Russell, I feel like, in this situation. He's like, I don't know, Sandra. Like, Russell's making some good points over here. And there's, you know, Will is like that. Those <laughs> heroes, they think they're so high and mighty. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of being a villain here. Who do they think they are? I don't even know. I just Saku Saku. <laughs> <laughs> That's like totally what he would say. <laughs> I, I do think that Emily is like so good at just like manipulating people in Survivor. Like yeah. how she, I think that was like one of the things where she, you know, we saw her do it to Aaron kind of earlier when she got Aaron to spill the idol to her. And then she's like with Austin. She was just like, but Austin, like, remember, we did save you earlier. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Austin's like, ah, dang, like, you're right. Like, maybe I should flip and save you. You know, like, I, I, she really did get in his head. Yeah. And I feel like I'm jumping around way too much. I'm definitely old and scatterbrained. But I definitely want to talk about the... Like, the comparison between Austin, like, almost crying at the post vote and her being like, yeah, fuck Austin. This is dumb. Oh, <laughs> oh poor Austin. <laughs> Emily Emily just went full villain this episode. Yeah. Like, we kind of saw these subtle little, like, villain, you know, like, shadows throughout the, re- the whole season. Remember one of the things that Chloe said in the podcast is, like, hey, one of the things I'm surprised about is, like, how I thought that Emily would be more villainous. And it's like, we, we definitely saw that her full villain form come out this episode. Yeah. Yeah, like, there were hints of it with, like, the, oh, like, I don't remember if it was, like, his idea or my idea, but. Yeah, that was, like, one of my favorite confessionals. Yeah. From a couple episodes back. That was so great. Yeah. Oh. But she, um. Yeah, Austin really, I think that, like, it obviously was really bad strategy on Austin's part to kind of like go to Savu Savu and say like, oh man, you know, like I, I, I can't make you a promise right now if I'm going to stick with you or not. But I do feel like it's, it, I think he said it early in the season that like he's one of the most emotional people in this game. He plays with his heart and like his heart was like telling him like, oh, I, I want to stick with Savu Savu, but also like Will and Emily did save me. He, they saved Austin and got rid of Chloe. So he definitely does feel this like loyalty to them. And I can see that how that definitely puts him in a really tough position because he doesn't want to disappoint anybody. So like while that might be a really bad strategy, like on paper, I feel like he is just someone that just has such a like, you know, big heart for the game that it, it definitely gets in the way of his strategy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then Will, Will went from, like, on top of the game to, like, he's basically sees the bus is going to hit either him or Emily, and he's just trying yeah. to, like, 
Jump out, out of the way. Jump out of the way. Did you guys watch Survivor Maryland, like All-Stars? No, I'm sad to say that. Yeah. Because, like, he reminds me of... I don't know if you agree, Sarah. Will reminds me of Shubal. Shubal? Yeah. Um, I feel like Shubal had a better social game, though. I don't know if he did. Shubal did not have, like, the best... So I don't know. I will say that... I feel like Shubal Will has an like, underrated social game. I, okay. I also, I'm yeah. not speaking in context you know of what? knowing Maybe... this comparison, but I feel like Will, like, had a better social game than... Ben. At least, like, Ben had a really I good think... one at first. I feel like Will at least is able to get people to, like, link up with him for longer. I don't know. I th- I think what it is is just they're very different peoples, and yeah. Will is just more flashy to me. I think that the thing that the comparison but, yeah. I see is just, like, they both have this reputation while they're playing, and I'm not going to spoil Marilyn for people who haven't seen it. Like me, but... I'm taking my AirPods out. I'm not <laughs> listening to what you're saying. <laughs> she will someone that definitely has the reputation of being a schemer. And he always kind of has a plan. You know, he always has his little scheme to get it, to get out, to kind of slink away. You know what I mean? That's the way that I've kind of seen Will in the season where, like, Will's always scheming. He's always thinking. Will, Will schemes? I, I don't, I haven't seen much Will scheming, honestly. <laughs> Wait, Will scheming? Nah. He, he <laughs> I think you're talking about a different person. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he had his plan. He had a plan. He always has a backup plan. And his backup plan was to get out of the way and let Emily get hit by the bus. Mm-hmm. And he ended up writing, writing her name down. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's a good skill to have. Like, you got to know when to let your meat shield take the bullet for you. And not, like, yeah. try, like, and not, like, tr- yeah. And like, like you said, not to try too hard to get you both out of the way with the bus. Like, you know, if you can only save yourself and Survivor. I mean, that's, like, the thing about survivor is that morally a lot of the times the right thing to do is not line up with the best game thing to do and i feel like that's kind of the theme of this episode yeah 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 i mean i definitely agree i mean especially for this tribal council like you gotta do what you gotta do to get past it Mm -hmm. also side note i love will singing yeah, that was a, that was a weird little like subplot that I wasn't expecting, but I loved. Oh yeah, so Will was actually in theater back in the day. He like showed us some videos, and like he can actually sing. Yeah, I mean, Spider Man, Spider Man, that was great. <laughs> what, what, what was the context? Let me get the context of why he was singing the Spider Man theme song. I do not know. I feel like it just kind of like cut to him singing and Austin just kind of like jamming <laughs> along with it. Yeah, well, Austin's just there. He's just like, okay, yeah. I'm getting a show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Cooper storyboarded this one. I I didn't have no idea where where that came from. But All right. Uh, well, whenever we interview one of them, I'm definitely going to have to ask what the context of the Spider-Man singing was. We will have to ask Will or Austin how, yeah. that, how that came to be. And we're also going to have to, have to ask uh, about those, those burgers, get some more details. Yeah. Some more juicy details. <laughs> yes. Um, so the first tribal is the paddock tribal um emily's so i thought it was interesting too that emily never really threw will into the bus like she was pretty much just like depending on austin to turn on savu savu 
We're we're, mm-hmm. we're asking the Sabu Sabu loyalists to turn on Sabu Sabu. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of goes back to something that we've talked about before about swap tribes. And this is kind of a similar instance. You know, it's not exactly the same because it's demerge, but like yeah, about whether the more the better thing to do is just flop on somebody like I did with Sarah Avery, you know, in season two, or to try to get somebody to flip. And I feel like if you're in the minority, it's you're usually better off just trying to flop on one of your beloved tribe mates. Yeah. No, I think that was because imagine if Will had tried to like throw Devin under the bus or something, mm-hmm. it definitely would have hurt his standing with Devin and Aliza. Mm-hmm. So I think it was good and hit good on Will. Emily probably should have threw Will under the bus, I guess. I, I just didn't see her ever desiring to do that. But maybe it would have been good. I, I don't know if she would have, that would have been successful either. But. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it almost worked getting Austin. Like, I, you can't yeah. fault her for trying. She definitely, she could have got Austin. I wonder if she could have got Austin to vote for Will. Mm-hmm. It seems like Austin's closer with I Emily. think Austin's just so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Austin's just so nice where, like, somebody comes to him with an idea. Mm-hmm. He's going to listen. He's like, yeah, yeah. You, he, yeah. It's hard for him to say no. Like, he's never going to just shut it down, I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah. yeah, I know. Elisa definitely did seem very much like she was kind of shutting Emily yeah. down in that, like, phone call. We kind of saw her. She, like, winked at the camera and everything. Or, like, raised her eyebrows. I don't know. She's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's more cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I feel like Austin is kind of like the person who's like, you know, I invest so much in this game. I know Paddock is somebody who also invests so much in this game. Like, it mm-hmm. hurts having to do this to her because I know how much it means to her. Yeah. So, felt bad for... He, he clearly was not having a fun time writing her name down. Mm-hmm. But ended up being, it ended up being four to one. Will also was yeah. Paddock. Yeah, he so, did. He flopped. He did. You no, know, I, I actually like the comparison you talk about with Sarah Avery because I definitely mm-hmm. feel like, you know, not exactly the same situation, but yeah, similar kind of thing where it definitely was like the move that you made was just, was just as good as the will that it was. It was a very. It was definitely the right move to make. Just like mm-hmm. I think it, it was for Will. Yeah. Like for you, it kind of like gave you like good standing with like Cerulean afterwards. You know, like imagine if you've been trying to like. No, we gotta get out Nick. We gotta get out Mike. You know, that would have not been not set well with Cerulean afterwards. You know. Yeah, I, I guess the difference is that like at that point, Sarah was probably like my number four after you two and Maggie. So like, yeah. it was easier for me to do. So it was probably harder for Will to do it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Will's. His number one was Emily, but he's also very close to Lisa. Yeah. I feel like Will kind of always has like a next person on deck. Right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, okay, I guess Leeds is my closest ally now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Always two there. <laughs> yep. We we see that Emily gets her torch snuffed, and um, she's not super happy. Uh, she has a lot of things to say. She says like. She basically like, spills a lot of information on her way out. Like, what do you guys yeah. think about that? Yeah, little Emily bomb. She was inspired. <laughs> oh. These tormentas, <laughs> these tormentas, just like on yeah. their way out. Mm-hmm. I swear. Um. So speaking of Emily and hearing things she has to say, 
let's hear some things that Emily has to say. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I'm just going to be like, first of all, like, how have you been doing since season three ended? Because that was two years ago. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, a lot has changed. Like, just any life updates you want to give people? Any exciting things that have happened in those two years? Um, Anything? My hair is no longer blonde. I dumped my boyfriend and I got a cat. Wow. (laughs) Wait, what color is your hair now? Brown. Yeah, I think it looks great. I've only seen it in Instagram pictures. I haven't seen any Survivor people in real life in a while, but it looks great. Thank you. Yes. And how is your cat doing? What's your cat's Um, name? He's okay. His name's Ashton. He is 16 pounds. He's 12 years old and he loves food. Oh, wow. I love how you have, you have all, you have all these like very concise, like, um, you know, he's, he's 16 pounds. He's, (laughs) <laughs> 12 years old he loves food like it sounds like it's like a made for tv little like sound bite yeah it's that's his that that's his um what is it called a chiron yeah i don't know how, I've, chiron. I've never chiron. how to say it exactly. like i always see it written out on like reddit and stuff chiron yeah whatever that is that's, yeah, that's I, his one time they'll say 16 pounds yeah. another time 12 years old and then loves food. <laughs> And Emily, you also um, played like some other uh, Survivor games in the last couple of years, right? Yes. Um, after Survivor Michigan, I wanted redemption. I wanted to play differently, correct some mistakes. And so I went out to Buffalo, New York, and I played a weekend game of Survivor. And then I played another weekend game of Survivor in um, also in New York, but this time about an hour north of New York City. And then I've also played a day-long game in um, uh, Marine Park in Brooklyn. Wow. Ooh. Are those, are those things available to watch on YouTube anywhere? Yes. Yeah, so Survivor Buffalo is on YouTube. Season one, I was a player. Season two, I actually was the host. So if you want to watch that. Wow. Um, you, you, did, you did the wait, Cooper. What? You the Cooper. You played season one and the host of season two. Yeah. Yes. Cooper. But I guess also without a girlfriend, <laughs> it's, it's an improvement. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, you, you got to tell everybody the the like story behind that because I feel like it was like yeah. you could hear the comments a little bit in the episode, but you didn't really have the context. Yeah, he he kept messing up the necklace. Like it took forever for him to clip that thing, and my mind just went to like boyfriends know how to cl- clasp these necklaces and i actually had no idea about cooper's relationship status but it was evident right in that moment he had not been putting necklaces on people so i was like <laughs> cooper you need a girlfriend and yeah it became a running joke mm-hmm. became the uh yeah which tribe name it became the group meaning yeah, yeah. it's almost a tribe name but i think he just like wouldn't allow it right <laughs> um austin wouldn't allow it uh, uh, okay that- that's true austin would not allow it <laughs> Austin wouldn't allow anything. They didn't come off of Austin's list. Yeah. <laughs> Austin would have named the, the merch tribe Savu Savu if he allowed them to. Yeah. Or Savu yeah. Savu yep. Savu. Maybe. Savu Savu yeah. Savu. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, man. Um, that's fun. Yeah, because you won two immunities in a row. That was a pretty impressive streak. I mean, like, there's a time where you had been the only person that had won immunity. Yeah. Um. I wish I could say that, oh, I was voted out because I was a challenge threat, but obviously that's not <laughs> the case. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the immunities 
Actually, for a snippet of Survivor Buffalo, the coin balancing challenge was in Survivor Buffalo. And I'll just spoil that. I won that challenge at Survivor Buffalo. Whoa. Ooh, spoilers. Nice. Well, I'm good at what? balancing coins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Queen of balancing coins. Yes. Rams, I don't know if you guys so, seen sorry, Survivor Nicaragua season 21. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always think of like that. Their final challenge in that season was balancing the coins. I remember mm-hmm. just like how the coins were just like how shaky they were and how dramatic it was. Anyways, I, I love that challenge because it and the music with it, that. it just really yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Did Fabio win that challenge? Yeah, it was the one. I think that like it was the one like, where if he would have lost, he would have been voted off. Oh yeah. So it was, and I Dang. was really rooting for him to win it. And so yeah. I remember how like dramatic, how much was like involved, how much the stakes were so high for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun challenge. Yeah, Emily, I wanted to want I wanted to ask you about your reaction to like the Ben bomb and that whole thing. Oh my gosh, like in the game or watching it? <laughs> I guess both. <laughs> um, in the game, I remember being really, really pissed at both Ben and honestly at production. Um, because I would have been under the impression we were supposed to have phones at Tribal, and this was sent uh, as the votes were being read. And I was like, why is this, why was this allowed? But it was also like, holy cow, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, uh, we were told not to message and that's our own fault. Um, I immediately knew when that was, once I was sent, I immediately knew my game relationship with Aaron was over and potentially with other people. I knew I had to get on, especially when the demerge tribe twist was announced, was like, I needed to get on a tribe with one without Aaron because she needed she needed one she needed space she's good she was gonna need space and then two it just like game wise it was it would have been bad <laughs> but yeah. that also yeah me will Eliza stepped aside and Eliza said yeah we'll be a majority on whatever tribe but yeah it just obviously didn't work out hmm. oh so yeah I'm curious like what happened with that because like. We were kind of talking earlier how it seemed like you and Will really made a blunder with like getting on the same tribe with a bunch of your allies. But like, if you guys were the, were you guys, yeah. was it like you said, you guys were the first ones there? Yeah. Well, um, we knew we needed to split up Dylan and Cassie and then we could be fine. But Dylan and Cassie also knew that they're, they were savvy enough to know they needed to be on the same tribe and they needed Brady to win immunity or someone to flip with them. And so they made sure right away they're on the same tribe. And Will and I wanted to be on the same tribe. And it was, like, at one point, like, Devin and Emily B, I think, were fighting over a buff. Like, it could have been Devin instead of Emily B, just based on, there was, I think, production had to clarify who touched the buff first. Because it was the last, the last buff to grab. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, that being, like, a thing where it was really hard to make a call because, like, for Devin and Emily B, that was, like, the game was, that they're, you know, their game was in the hands of that decision. Because they knew you know? that, yeah, the other tribe was going to be majority of original Tafiti. That's one thing I was wondering about is if, no, oh, actually, no, I, I might, I, I don't know, what would have happened if Devin had been in the other tribe? And if I think it would just would have been Devin. It would have been Devin the same way. I don't know. I really, yeah. I really don't think Emily B would have voted with me or um I honestly I was the only person I, I vote I was a single vote for Devin everyone else voted for me um potentially we could have there could have been something pulled off 
but Will truly had Will Will wasn't gonna work to save me. Um, Will was just gonna sit with his relationship with Lisa. So it had yeah. to be. I don't know. My relationship with Emily B in the game was I don't know. It was truly through other people, and that's my problem in that Innovatrium Alliance. I or one of my problems in the Innovatrium Alliance. I um I didn't have relationships with those Sabu people very closely individually. You can tell with the way Austin was reaction reacting that my re relationship with him was closer than with the others. Um, yeah. And that also was from a manipulation standpoint too. Did you ever consider throwing Will under the bus? No, not, not even for a second to me. Um, so I, I, in this, in these games, I, 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 I play to win. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. But I've realized by playing lots and lots of times that every time I, have an ally. I always, I always have that number one ally that I'm not going to vote for no matter what. And I, I, I guess for some, I it never even crossed my mind that Will would have voted for me because in my mind, I would never have ever voted for Will, even if yeah. it was like final four and, and or final three or whatever um, needed in any kind of game to to win. If it was between, if it was I'm going to lose the game to Will, I wouldn't have voted him out. Yeah, believe me, I've I've been there, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, I can attest to the fact that sometimes it's not the right decision to turn on that ally. You know, it yeah. definitely did not but, work out well for me. So, yeah, to exactly speak to Will, to speak to Will's credit, in that um, moment, he has two things. He's either it's either he's going to vote against somebody who's going to stay in the game, and then they're going to be like, "Well, Will voted for me. I can't trust him." But on the other side of it, um, I guess my initial reaction had been. If you vote for the person that's been your number one ally and everyone knows you're super tight, um, you can't trust them either. If, if In my eyes, it was, oh, if Will will turn on Emily P, he'll turn on me. Mm -hmm. So I guess um, he really had to just tread carefully and see how the Savu Savus would react. And I think he made the right call. Yeah, it was definitely a rough spot for both you and Will. And also, uh, kind of on that line, you said that Will was someone you never would have turned on. What was the final three? That, like, what was your game plan? You know, like, yeah. let's say the demerge never happened. What was kind of your plan? Because it seemed like you were in a really good spot before yeah. know, the Ben Bomb and the demerge, kind of like two crises at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, in, in my eyes, I wanted it to be me and Will and just whoever else was left in my eyes, Will and I had played been playing the game much better than other people. I knew that I didn't want Aliza or Brady there, but in my eyes, Will or I would be anybody else. Okay. Like, so how are you thinking of like getting to the end? Cause I know there was a little bit of things last episode where it kind of seems like the Innovatrium Alliance is like splintering a little bit. Like yeah. kind of Sava Sava versus the Tormenta. My plan like, had been, yeah, my plan had to be vote Ben out and then flip with Aaron. So instead oh, okay. of the demerge, without the Ben bomb and the demerge, Aaron and I would have flipped to work with Dylan and Cassie and Brady. Oh, okay. Because that, that's the thing. It seems like that after you and Aaron had definitely not, you'd, you and Aaron were not as close at the beginning of the game, or at least you really didn't want to work with her as much. But it seems like yeah. at this point in the game, you kind of were trending towards wanting to work with Aaron. Yeah, in terms of, so initially Erin really annoyed me and part of that was because she talks nonstop and she reminded me of my younger sister 
who is just so similar to her. They had the same haircut at the time. They talked nonstop. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, I can't deal with this. I deal with it at home. But then by through working with her, I realized, like, I got really sick really quick of the Ben and Will thing because it was obvious they were closer to each other. And so there were multiple times where I was just like, I need somebody that's with me but not with them. And so I, I worked on the Aaron relationship. And I was constantly trying to downplay it with Will and Ben specifically because I didn't want them to think I was getting as close to her as I was. Um, and it just circumstances just made us closer and we were bonded. We bonded over life and ice cream, <laughs> but and raw burgers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Ugh, those burgers. I still, I, just thinking about those burgers, I can feel the texture in my mouth. I can feel oh. the way it went down. It's, my stomach is turning. Oh, boy. Not, not to just keep bringing up season two stuff, but, like, you talking about that just, like, really reminds me of, like, me with Maggie. Like, I feel like oh, yeah. that was, like, so much just, like, like, us three talking, like, kind of behind her back at the beginning of the game. And then, like, towards the end of the game, I really started to trust her. And then, like... You know, she found out about my other idol and then, like, turned on me. Like, it, it seems like it's kind of a very similar, like, set of circumstances. Yeah. I don't know. I think even, like, fake strategizing with someone, it's going to turn into, like, you're going to get sick of managing somebody. Yeah. You need to start working managing with someone. them for yeah. real at some, at some point. Mm -hmm. And um, I think part of the reason with those relationships, you end up having to work with them strategically rather than just... Uh, managing them yeah 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 the fake so, alliances become the real alliances it yeah. seems like yeah especially when you put so much effort into them yeah yeah you're so right so like after that whole ben bomb stuff happened like how how did you like i we didn't really see any sort of interaction between you and aaron in the episode yeah like how, how what was kind of the fallout from from that like you um, don't have to talk too specifically but like yeah. what, I'm just I like said, curious, like how it all, how it all yeah. happened for you. I waited 24 hours so that she could process it and get her thoughts together. And then I sent her a text, just kind of, I apologized to her and let her know that when, and if she wants to talk to me, I'm here, whether in a game or personal standpoint. And I left it at that. We never met again in the game. And I think that might, that might've been what she needed. And I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that is good just to have like context for everybody of just like, um, I don't know what, what happened with you too because I think that, um, you know, given that we can only show so many things in the episode, and obviously like you gotta focus on the strategy of what happens. Yeah, um, I think it's been a theme I for sure in season three of like, it's a lot of personal things happen yes. between a lot of different people yes. and it's like yeah. you don't really get to see how how everything ends you know you just kind of see people get voted yeah. off like okay next episode you know those those personal things are something i did not expect and i was not prepared for i came to play survivor and i was going to do whatever it took to win i saw it as you need to lie you need to manipulate uh you need to have real alliances fake alliances you need to like i was a game bot in the sense of that I love Survivor, and my favorite players are the strategists. Stephen Fishback, Cochran. Just, it's, that's, that's my area, and I, I came in with a cast where it was people who wanted to make friends. 
oh, I don't have many friends this semester. I'm in, I want to meet people who like Survivor too. I want to hang out with these people. Um, stuff like that. I went into every conversation assuming I was getting lied to. And these people were trying to build friendships. And that really hurt me in the game because I wasn't. I did not care if I was going to be friends with a single person on that cast after the game. And that's, I think, part of the reason people refer to me as a villain is because these people were pawns. Um, I, I, I didn't care about getting friends. I, I ended up with some from it and some really unexpected people like Austin and I are very close. Just a few weeks ago, um, I, I masked up and I helped him move his apartment and he has not been in contact with almost anyone with this COVID situation. And it was mm. just making sure that he was okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, I'm really glad that you did end up getting to see, like, real friendships come out of the whole thing. But, yeah, yeah. I guess that, that is, like, a different mindset than I think a lot of people here didn't know what Survivor really was. And, like, they were just here to join a club just to meet people and do something. You know, yeah. like, there's a lot. People, when it came into this game with a lot of different goals and, like, thoughts of what it was going to be. I remember right away... Um... Nicholas, uh, yeah. when he he was he was talking, all he wanted to talk about was his summer abroad trips and all the experiences <laughs> he had. And I was like, "Do you know what Survivor is? Like, what is this?" We had a conversation. There's actually a conversation shown where it's Nick and Aaron walking by the chem building, and I'm actually off screen there walking, and uh, we're talking about Nick's like, "Why are alliances secret?" I'm like, "Um." because they're secret <laughs> but he was he was there to have fun and uh he definitely was a character i'm glad i'm glad he wasn't like the super strategic everything because just seeing somebody that comfortable with himself was really refreshing yeah was it fun like seeing nicolas some of these other people like seeing like what was going on in their head when you watched the season like after the fact um yes and no because it really is humbling. When playing the game, I I was like, I have complete control. Like I know what's going on. I'm just I was trying to like slowly like move pieces. I wanted people not. I wanted people to see other people as moving things and not be doing it. But some people saw right through that. Um, others were more strategic than I thought. Like on Devin and Dylan, their relationship was really impressive to me because honestly, I I thought Devin was a picture on the wall that you rarely, you'd glance at occasionally and be like, oh, that's kind of nice, but you weren't going to really spend much time with it. Yeah, I remember you roasting Devin in your, in your confession when you voted for him. You're like, this is the only time that I will ever vote, write your name down or something like that. Yeah, I, I was so confident in that. When I was out, I was like, or when I was, that week I knew it was going to be me unless some, by miracle, um, Austin decided to start playing the game. Um, yeah, I I didn't think Devin or Cassie would ever be anyone to win in the end. And so I was confident that I could just say whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> also, kind of on one of the other notes you mentioned earlier about how you really have, like, a strategy where you were um, just like viewing it very much like is it strategically and like game body in some sense. 
Do you yeah. think that that? Do you think that since other people were not viewing the game the same way, um, or that everybody wasn't viewing it the same way, do you think that like put you at a bit of a disadvantage or like hurt your game in some ways? I I think it was both an advantage and a disadvantage. I think that's part of the reason I did so well on um, the Swap Tribe because people weren't prepared for having to really make new relationships quick, but not necessarily like, I, I guess people were so set on their relationships. Like Chloe was blindsided because she was so comfortable in the fact that, Oh, I've talked to these people. Like we're fine. Yeah. Uh, rather than seeing the strategy of, you know, I leave Will and Emily out all the time. Why? Maybe they'll turn on me. Mm. So it was both good and bad. Um, and the bad, it's, it's truly, it, kind of, it came with um, hurting people's feelings. And after the Ben bomb, Savu Savu, the Savu Savus expected me to apologize to them. Will told me, hey, like, they, I think they'd really appreciate you an apology. And I, as a game bot, was like, why do I need to apologize to them? Like, this is Survivor, and I didn't say anything to them. The person in this game I hurt is Aaron. They, I don't owe them anything. Yeah, um, and that really is that that attitude really hurt me that week. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. That was something that wasn't really like shown in the edit. I didn't really realize like yeah, kind of dynamics between how Savu Savu was involved with the whole situation. Yeah, um, I I I after getting vote, I was voted out. I was really pissed at Savu Savu for just. I, I don't know. I felt like the way that one meeting had gone, it's shown at Amr's where we're eating frozen um, yogurt. It was just, it, it was, it was insane. Both sides freaked out after that. But um, yeah, I, I, I was, I was working with them out of necessity because I, we, I mean, we turned on Chloe. There wasn't going to, Brady and Ben weren't going to be our best friends. I'd chosen Will over Ben and it was very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, also kind of on a lot on that note too. When you got voted off, you said that like Bra- you were going to vote for Brady. Was that like oh. what you were actually going to do? Like, can you explain that? No, I, I don't. I in that moment, I just, um, I had, I, I think I had planned on saying something like snarky and uh, just like iconic, right? But it just left my brain because I was hit with the raw emotion of realizing I didn't see a second vote for Devin. And mm. um, so I was like, okay, put that behind, think of something. And I'll say, oh, I'll vote for Brady, whatever. Um, it wasn't like strategy to like, oh, put a target on Brady. I, I didn't care about that, but it was, I, I wanted to make them uncomfortable, I think was where what it boils down to. Yeah, because I remember you, you also said something to Austin about how he had to, like, take control of his game. Yeah, I I, I really thought after my conversation with Austin that he had realized – or conversations with Austin – that he had realized that he needed to step up. Um, and I, 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 tried to, I, I tried to convey to him the kumbaya strategy is not going to, like, get you to the end of the game or get you to win the game. And he – he really thought I was manipulating him at that point, and I, I wasn't trying to manipulate Austin. I was trying to just lay down the facts, and my, in my eyes, looking at the tribe, I, I thought it was in his best interest to keep me in the game. 
um, because I would have done anything for Austin. I wasn't lying in that meeting. If, if Austin had saved me at that time, he would have become my will. And um, I, mean, I forgot it, the it, 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 do, it does sound like you guys get along on a personal level, at least now after the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I can definitely see that alternate universe. You guys get super tight. But because of the because of the Ben bomb and the exposing mm -hmm. of uh, juggling alliances, yeah. Austin Austin couldn't trust me. There wasn't yeah. that foundation. There was he had just seen proof that hey Emily can be manipulative. So he made the call that oh she's probably manipulating me, charming me, and that that's com also completely fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, can't blame the guy. I went very quickly from a position of. Um, really just having a great spot in the game to having almost no way forward really fast. And that's, that, that's actually one of the things I love about survivor is how quickly things can change and just how you have to be able to adapt in order to move forward. And I, I wasn't able to. Yeah. What, what, what kind of like, what are your biggest regrets from the game? Um, there are like there are two big ones um, that I've said a lot. The first one is that I wish I hadn't tried to be so manipulative and controlling of fake alliances. I wish I just played these are the people I'm playing with. I'll listen to other people and gather information, but don't make those kind of commitments or play with people's hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, that was something that I got a lot of backlash at within the Survivor Michigan community afterwards. There are people who would not and still will not have a relationship with me based on that game. And um, I regret that, but I also, I'm okay with not having those people in my life. But I, I also regret, uh, on that note, I regret not voting Erin out first. Um, she, instead of, I shouldn't have tried to manipulate her. And I think, there I don't see a part where I don't, if I, if I keep her in the game, I'm manipulating her. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It kind of uh, going on a more positive note. Yeah. What, were, what was your favorite like strategic move that you made during the game? Um, I really think that it was voting out Chloe. That is the point yeah. where I see in my game where part of the reason Will and I wanted to work with Savasavas is because of the way um, the, we'd been playing the game so far was not um it didn't make us feel good right we were not being great but um we didn't feel great in that alliance and we started to work with people that just like made us feel good and that was good in the sense of it was a great move chloe was gonna have a lot of control in that game and it wasn't in our benefit to keep trusting ben and i yeah I, I really, I'm really proud of that move. I think that move changes the course of the entire game. And another thing I'm proud of uh, strategically was just, it, this isn't even something that I guess shows as much in that it, it shows a little bit of like me going, oh, and here's the T is just trying to push Ben and Will apart. Oh, because yeah. a, a, a group of three is just really a bad idea. Even in like personal friendships, when you, are in a group of three, someone's going to be left out at some point, whether it's 
two people having a conversation and remembering something where they were there and the other person wasn't. Um, my, my friend, my best friend group, uh, for years in high school was me, my friend Alex, my friend Maddie. And it was always weird because you're always worried, like gossiping and all that stuff. It's just, it's just weird. Having, pushing them apart opened me up to have an option to have a two with somebody hmm. versus being a, a third and a three. Yeah. Or then the third person just like votes both of you out, you know, like, yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's the worst. Oh, uh, sounds like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Did that, did that happen to us, Jack? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch the tapes. Have to watch the tapes. I'll <laughs> review the tapes. Mm-hmm. Trios are interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two people can keep a. Three people can. What? What is the saying? Three can keep a secret if two are dead. Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. I've never heard that, but that's a little scary. <laughs> I've yeah. heard that, but that is, that is a good quote. <laughs> yeah, um, I really love Ben and... I think it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. Sorry. I hope they have the secrets they want to keep. <laughs> and the other two wants to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any any questions, Jack? Um... I don't know. Not that I can think of. I think we've gone through a lot. Yeah. I guess just uh, finishing up here, Emily. Um, what things did you? What like lessons did you learn from the game? Like two yeah. years later, looking back, like what did you take away from it, and how did you grow from it all? Um, really, about time management was a thing in <laughs> terms of making sure I was always late to the challenges and I pissed people off a lot. And so I learned to be better about being on time for things. I'm very punctual. I, I think I learned, um, not to try to be a people pleaser, which that does not come through in the edit. But in terms of, I think a lot of me wanting to work with everybody was also me not wanting anyone to dislike me. And now I'm okay with when people don't like me, I'm okay if I'm not everyone's favorite person. And that allows for a lot more authentic connections. And I'm, I'm, I am definitely not that crazy person I was in fall of 2018. I'm a different form of crazy. Um, <laughs> I, that fall, I actually, I failed three classes playing Survivor Michigan. Um, oh, wow. I had a 0.9 mm-hmm. GPA that semester. And I had to bounce back academically. And I actually changed my major from nuclear engineering to economics. And I'm in such oh, wow. a better place in terms of personal life, academics, everything. It's just really, it's interesting to look back to that game and I see the game and, oh, I want, why didn't I do this? Or, oh, I'm proud I did this. But it's also like, oh my gosh, who is that person I'm watching? Like, I even look different. It's, it's, it's fun to see those kind of things. Yeah, Will, Will is someone who, he looks exactly the same. I promise you it's exactly the same. <laughs> Man. And Austin too. I, I think he got like an inch off his hair, but it's still looking yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can pretty much attest to that. That's yeah. funny. It was a lot of fun, and it really it, it gave me like this taste of uh, playing Survivor. And since then, I've yeah, I've played allergies. I'm now a patron to our app. Rob has a podcast. I've gone to live know it all events. Um, Recently, uh, my grandmother passed away and I looked at the comments and the likes on the post and 
I, I'm a very mathematical mind. 33% of the responses were from people I've come into contact through Survivor, which is so great. Yeah. And it's and it's great to watch people in the YouTube comments on Twitter just interacting with other people, connecting through this TV show that has just become such a big part of all of our lives. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, man, a lot of different things, a lot of different thoughts in that. Like, I mean, first, I, I do think it's really awesome how much Survivor has become really important in your life and a really big support system. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry about your grandmother. That's, that's really sad. And, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I wanted to note that, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, two years is a long time. I'm definitely, um, the Emily that I know now, uh, you're, you're, you definitely are a lot different um, than the Emily that I remember from fall 2018. And I think that is one of the cool things is seeing throughout the years that, like, I feel like watching, having this stuff that you can watch in season three is like a time capsule. Oh, yeah. Like, you can really see how people have changed since then, you know, yeah. and, and, and grown. So People change so much in, like, one year of college. Like, okay, maybe yeah. Austin and Will didn't, but, like, really, like the two years since then, <laughs> like, that's, like, I feel like that's, like, 10, like, 15 years, like, in post-college yeah. life. You Survivor's, know? Yeah. Survivor's a pressure cooker. College yeah. is a pressure cooker. Like, yeah, two people, pressure cookers. Yeah, you're learning about yourself. You're interacting with different types of people. Like, I'm from a really small town. I had never met a Jewish person before college. Yeah. Um, and then I'm playing this game and people are like, hey, like, I know you because of you're Jewish and my cousin knows you. And it's and it's like, whoa, like, that's a whole other community that just brings mm -hmm. people together. <laughs> Specifically yeah. thinking of the moment with, um, I think, Leia and Brittany in season one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and also in this season, there's a... There was Ben and Eliza. They were like, he was like, oh my gosh, are you Jewish too? Yeah. They were like, they were like both like loving their curls. I thought it was fun. It's it's great. When I was when I was a kid, I wanted to be five seven and Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand that a Jewish being to be like I didn't understand what being Jewish was. And now I have a lot of respect for it's just it's just like it's a community, it's a religion, it's a way of life, and it's so being. I I think as a kid, I just thought. Synagogue was a cool yeah. word, which is when I grow up, cool word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who want to be doctors? I wanted to be five. Seven. <laughs> awesome. I'm not five seven. I'm five five. <laughs> oh, you're almost there. Give it a few more years. We'll see. One of those like medieval. One of those medieval stretchers. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just you just get your nutrition. Make sure you eat your uh your raw burgers, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll. Yeah. Work out. <laughs> Robert, sure you get your candy, candy. corn. Robert. Make sure you get all all the uh, all the Ben and Jerry's or whatever ice cream mm -hmm. it was you were eating the week oh, yes, I spent so much money on Survivor. <laughs> all right, what's your favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor? The last question. Oh my gosh, what's last the question. Jimmy Fallon flavor? The Jimmy Fallon. Oh um, yeah, that one's good. Like tonight dough. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that one's name. great. I, yeah. I love the Colbert, the Maricone Dream. That one's great. Ah, uh, in. In the Avengers, there's the they're talking about Ben and Jerry's flavors like Hulk, oh, Hulk yeah. love. I I wish those were real. Oh, remember when we all went to that together? That was fun. That was yeah, fun. Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. No, we said it yeah, was Endgame. We saw it together. Endgame, Endgame, yeah. Yeah. Because there was more tears. <laughs> <laughs> Many more tears. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a ton for coming on, Emily. It's been yes, really great thank hearing you. from you. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
And all the love from all of us and all the fire mission community. It's everything you've been going through lately. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and th- thank you guys for having this podcast. It's awesome. And yeah, I appreciate being on. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, Emily Paddock is now gone. We are now at the final nine. Um, so let's talk real quick about the other tribe. There wasn't a whole lot of strategy going on. I mean, obviously, it seems like Emily B was trying to do some things, but she really kind of knew that she was not in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she was like a lone wolf. It was like a Chloe situation almost. Yeah. I mean, like... I mean, I think yeah, she did a good job of trying to, like, you know getting Brady to flip based on like, you know, Dylan voting for him and stuff, like mm-hmm. trying to expose that crack. But like, it seems like they did a better job of patching the things up, you know? I mean, yeah, it seemed, we kind of showed a scene where Tafiti like always meeting with each other. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like we're all cool with each other now. Like Tafiti has always been kind of ever since that whole like rocks thing. It seems like they haven't been super tight. Like they, they went to rocks for each other and then they kind of mm-hmm. like, weren't tight after that, which is just kind of weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, you feel like racks would be something that would like be a blood bond, but yeah, no. I, I thought it was funny how Dylan was kind of like, yeah, like I just kind of we just me and Cassie just nodded everything Brady had to say, let him take the lead, but you know he thinks that we're all close now and what whatever, just kind of nod along, let him hear what he wants to hear, like Dylan. Dylan just seems like he's he's not totally bought into this whole Tafiti thing. I almost wonder if Brady had not been immune, if um, Emily could have swung people against Brady mm-hmm. for this tribal. Yeah, I feel like that seems more likely than the reverse of getting Brady to swing against them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because like, it was a good argument. Yeah. Like, Brady's a threat. Yeah. Well, and Cassie and Dylan, like, Dylan already voted for Brady once. Cassie probably would she would have if she hadn't had her vote lost due to candy corn. Like And also like Aaron has no incentive to want to like play her idol for Emily or like help Emily. Cause like I definitely feel like Aaron's kind of levit- gravitating towards Tafiti. Especially like her and Brady have their alliance. You know, Cassie had her whole, like, we believe in you thing. Like, we saw a little scene of, like, her and Dylan talking. Like, uh, I I don't know how much more there was for Emily B to do. Yeah, I mean, we get to Tribal Council, and it seems like it's going to be pretty straightforward. Um, We do not see any idols played, including no Loraxes, sadly. And when Emily B is voted off, she says that Brady now has three jury votes. And then, like, you see a little cut to Paddock. She's like, copycat. But um, it, it just makes you wonder, you know, like, what if the Lorax really was a real idol and Emily B could have just saved herself if she played it? <laughs> Wait, was she saying that she would vote for Brady? Yeah, when she was, yeah, she said, like... Versus the Savu Savu? 
Yeah, she literally said like Brady has two votes on the jury, and with me voted out, well, he now has three. That's weird. I think that I well, I've actually I think that's because she actually wanted Brady to tank Brady's game that she was like putting a target on his back. Oh, you mean she said that to everyone? Yeah, she said that like oh right right after her torch was snuffed, and like that makes was, like, sense because. It might have been her trying to help out the Savu Savus. That's what I thought it was. Like, I thought yeah. it was her kind of being, like, throwing Brady under the bus a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I love, like, Cooper's little thing where he was just like, it's already a fight for the jury votes. And as you can see, some of us are already ahead of others. Yeah. Shows a little, like, Brady, <laughs> shows a little Brady grinning there. Sitting there on the bench. Um, but... You know, I, I am a little bit more curious about the the thoughts on this uh, on this Brady stuff and who Emily B actually was rooting for. So let's let's have her on and see what she has to say about it. We couldn't get the Lorax on, but we could get the next best alternative. Emily, hey. Emily, what's up? What's up? Nothing much, just, you know, chilling here in my house in Ann Arbor. How about you guys? Wow, we're all over the world. Yeah. yeah. We're all also chilling, I guess. <laughs> as yeah, as all... are most people in the world yeah. right now. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of people who are not chilling right now. You know who has no chill? Actually, never mind. I was going to try and make a reference, and I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Wait, Emily, is this your first? You said you're living in a house? Yeah. Is it, is it a new house? How's that going? It's honestly great. Um, I'm, like, I got pulled in by, like, one of my best friends, but I didn't really know a lot of other people in the house, and it's, like, a house of 10 people. Um, so I was a little nervous, but everyone's so chill, and it's really nice. And as far as Ann Arbor houses go, it's, like, a pretty nice house. And it's like in Carytown, so that's nice. Ooh. Nice. And what grade so are, are you, you in a right now? now? Yeah. yeah, I'm a senior now. Wow. wow. Crazy. Now, I remember that you were one of the youngest people in season three. When we had our podcast with Ben, he was like, Yeah, like me, Jesse, Cassie, and Emily B were the youngest ones. Now you guys are all are all so grown up. Wow. I know. It was grow up so yeah. fast. It's crazy to think about it. How how I was um <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was 18 when we did that season, so Oh jeez. A while yeah. ago. <laughs> so wait, are you 20 or 21? I'm 20 now. Oh wow, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a youngin. <laughs> youngin. Yeah. All right. But yeah, senior year, you have your senior year during a pandemic. That is that is quite a time, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get what you get. I'm I'm at least glad I'm not like a freshman in like if I had honestly, if I had like just finished high school, I would have taken a gap year if I could. Cause I feel bad for all these freshmen because like you can't really how they're supposed to like meet people, you know, because yeah. you can't really go out and mingle. But yeah, my brother's a freshman right now. Feel bad for him. He's at Ferris. Wait, where is so, he? Yep. But yeah, it's kind of like how are you supposed nice. to meet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like if you're a senior, it's like you already have three years of like friendships. But if you're yeah. a freshman, it's like you're making this transition, and yeah, then you're exactly. immediately like 
all of your friendships are starting online. Like, I don't know how that works. I know. Yeah, that would kind of suck. It's, it's, yeah, it's honestly not too bad as a senior. I'm like, uh, well, I'm actually taking an extra semester. So I'll still be here like fall 2021. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that that semester will be like semi normal. Um, Cause like fall in Ann Arbor is my favorite time. So hopefully mm. that can be kind of normal. But as a senior, it's not mm-hmm. too bad, honestly. Cause yeah, like, as you said, you, you know, have your friends sort of, and you can, you know, hang out on porches and outside in socially distanced fashion and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's the coolest thing that's happened to you between Survivor oh, man. season three and now? <laughs> that's hard. Um, God, I don't know. Um, I guess I don't know. Kind of a variety of things. I mean, I made a lot of like progress on what I want my career to be, sort of. And I spent this past summer um, working on a political campaign, which is pretty cool. Whoa, that's cool. What do you do? You mind sharing something like what kind of political campaign? Like, what was what was that like? Yeah, it was. well, I was supposed to be in Washington, D.C., but it got wow. canceled because of COVID, obviously. Um, so it was all remote, but it was a campaign for, uh, like, a U.S. congressional campaign. Um, sadly, my candidate did not win, but um, it was a really great experience, and I got to, like, do a lot of direct voter contact and, like, you know, you know, enter data and keep track of it on, like, all the DNC databases and stuff like that. Um, that's so cool yeah it was really Man. cool and Bamba didn't play an idol or maybe maybe it would have helped him out yeah you know? honestly yeah got the Laura you need to cancel there. <laughs> yeah you need to get some extra votes or some steel votes you know maybe it would have yeah. helped exactly you you, you should you need to borrow Austin's steel vote or something uh, <laughs> if only I could joke. that is not okay to do you know what <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting we're veering into political joke territory yeah. maybe we should veer, veer back into survivor yeah. territory <laughs> let's go back to the safe let's go into safe let's go into safer waters yeah let's go back to um, safer waters and talk about like bullying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah talk about like bombs speaking of speaking of speaking of what were your thoughts about the Ben bomb? Because you guys didn't have much time to process we really it, right? Did not. It was everyone was so flustered that night because so like Ben made his dramatic exit and we all saw our emails and it was a really dramatic email. I still have it. Um and then there were all these like attachments to it that were his like screen recording videos of all the messages and I think the producers gave us like 10 minutes maybe between the end of that tribal and the next challenge um to sort of like talk about it and so like nobody had time to read all the messages at that point so everyone was like kind of wondering what what they all were and of course Emily and Will were freaking out and Everyone was just extremely flustered. And then 
we are going directly into a challenge where we demerge of all things. <laughs> and anyone who anyone who knows me in Survivor knows, like I literally the past few years, I like lament about the demerge. <laughs> just like totally screwed oh. over. Um, but yeah, no, everyone was so flustered thinking about the Ben bomb, and it just nobody's mind was like really in the right place for that challenge. Yeah, do, do you think it, like, flustered you, too, and, like, everyone's trying to strategize for what you're going to do with, like, the whole, like, you know, do you stay in the challenge or do you try to, like, get above? Yeah, like, do you think that definitely happened. Like, I, I really regret not, like, trying to stay in um, because we had, after, after we, like, demerged officially and they read out what the challenge was, we, I think we had, like, three minutes maybe to strategize before it started so i'm in a clump with like you know aliza devin austin will and emily i think and we're all trying to like kind of figure out what we're doing but everyone else is listening in and everyone's trying to talk to everybody um and nobody really we did like nobody came up with a cohesive plan we didn't have a plan at all um going into it so kind of like I I don't even I wasn't even thinking straight I think when we we started um I didn't have any particular plans to drop but like Dylan and Cassie dropped so fast and then a couple other people dropped so fast that I just like instinctively dropped really fast and ran which (laughs) in retrospect I really wish I hadn't but you know it's how it goes (laughs) oh then also so brutal watching that little the part where you're looking at the buff oh, and then like deciding what to take and then Devin just like snatches it. He literally snatched it. I like when I watched that back on the episode. Oh my god, I didn't think it'd be like that clear. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, it was. It was because I don't. I don't know. I there was like one pink one left, one orange one left, and I'm actually pretty sure. I think I was holding. I think I basically what happened, I had like touched the orange one first, but then I was like trying to pick up the pink one. But of course I was like sort of indecisive standing there, not sure. But like before Devin got there, I think they, what like one of the producers said to me like, oh, like you can't, you already like touched the orange one. Like you have to take the one you already touched. And I was like, I was like, wait, like that wasn't a rule. And they're like, yes, it's a rule. But I, it like wasn't a stated rule so then I was kind of like standing there confused because like I didn't want to take the orange one but like they were saying I had to and then Devin like swoops in and then I had no choice oh uh, man yeah that's just such a frustrating situation like yeah because not only are you flustered and things are moving so fast and then it's like someone's saying you, you can't do this and that and it's just, it sounds like a very flustering like yeah. the whole thing is uh it, is, it all happened so fast and had very big ramifications for the game. Yeah, 100%. It was like a turning point completely. Um, and as soon as soon as I had the orange buff, like I just had this sinking feeling of doom, basically. Oh, um, yeah. You know, because, God, I'm stuck with Dylan and Cassie and Brady and Aaron. <laughs> and, like, even though, like, I kind of – I didn't really, I didn't know for sure about Erin either way, because, like, I was a little nervous about her after we had, you know, like, split votes on her and everything. Um, 
but yeah, so I knew that there was going to be like very, you know, little to none, uh, like wiggle room for myself. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, you did not have a lot of wiggle room because Aaron, I guess you didn't. Did you know that Aaron? You had a, you knew that Aaron had an idol. Everyone knew it. Yeah, we idol, knew right? honestly, literally the night of because we had run into Aaron earlier that night, and she was like alone, frantically searching. And then maybe forty five minutes later, we come across her again, and she's like eerily calm. She has her hands in her pockets. She's like walking slowly. She's with a producer, so we all like knew that she had it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did you want to talk through, yeah, the different strategies that you had that week? Because, like, yeah, not, it didn't seem like a ton of it was shown, but also there wasn't, like, a ton of, le like, people obviously, people weren't really giving the time of day, it seemed like, yeah, um, your exactly. tribe. Um, yeah, so once we got into the portion that was, like, my week, well, I was also, like, I tried as much as possible to, like, strategize with the other people for their tribal. Cause like, I knew I was like about to go. So I was like, I'm going to get in as much survivor strategies I can. Um, but yeah, once, so let's see, I tried a variety of things. So I tried first talking to Erin and trying to work with her. And we had talked about maybe being able to pull Brady in to vote out either Dylan or Cassie because Dylan and Cassie had previously come to me wanting Brady out. Um, of course I didn't know that, like, I didn't know that Aaron and Brady were close at that point at all. Um, but sort of throughout the week, I started to feel like less good about Aaron, just like the way she was responding to my like texts or the way she was talking on the phone. Like I got the sense that she wasn't really with me. Um, and let's see what else. So then I, I also tried talking to Brady a lot. And I actually had a meeting um, with Brady and Eliza. And that wasn't shown in the episode. But there was, like, a lot of talking to Brady that happened. And a lot of, like, attempted negotiations. So, like, you know, I came to him and I said that Dylan and Cassie had wanted him out. I tried to bargain with him and say you know so it's like advantageous for you to get one of them out because they're a really tight pair and they want you out but also if you saved me and got one of them out this week I would promise you that the next week we would get out Austin if you're like feeling nervous about the Sabu Sabu 4. Oh interesting. Yeah, because I had been feeling a little bit sketched out by Austin, as was portrayed in the episode, I think, because he was really letting his emotions get to him, and he was, like, considering voting out Devin, um, yeah. which was not cool in our eyes. And I just got – there was, like, a lot of that where I felt like he was kind of, like, getting manipula manipulated by the other side a lot. So I was feeling a little sketched out by him. So I didn't have a problem with him going, really. Um, so I tried to, like, pull that string with Brady. Um, and then I also met with Cassie, tried to, like, work that out with her. Devin, I wish Devin had, like, said something to me about him, like, or not even had said something about him working with Dylan, but somehow had, like, let me know that I – 
that was like a good path to try to take or whatever because like I got nothing from him on that end so like I didn't even really try to talk to Dylan that much because I didn't think it would really get anywhere um yeah so that's kind of that kind of sums up all the strategies I had going into that week but it honestly felt like I was just what's a good like metaphor i don't know like running on ice like i wasn't i wasn't getting any yeah. you know i just felt like i was like on a slow path to my game death. <laughs> oh man would you rather go out that way where it's like you know you're gonna go home or be blindsided completely and i've like no idea <laughs> funny you should ask that sam <laughs> um <laughs> No spoilers, though. Um, I think, honestly, honestly, I'd rather be blindsided um, because it's, like, really depressing to just, like, know you're going like that and to, you know, be doing everything you can but sort of know deep down that it's not really making a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, blindside, at least it's, like, you know, dramatic and exciting. At least somebody like thought you were like in their way enough to go to the bother of like blindsiding you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you can think about like, oh, well, if I knew I could have done all these things, but it's exactly. like when you know, yeah, that you try all these things and they don't work, it's just, it, it feels depressing. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that definitely does have to be discouraging to like you. You did try so many different angles, and like, yeah, you know, I don't, I really know that once you got on that tribe, it, it doesn't seem like there really was a lot of room for you to do many much things to save yourself, you know? Yeah, there really wasn't. It was just that everything that happened that night, the demerge, and then the tribes, and that was sort of my end. Mm. Do what? Do you have any? like regrets about that week specifically or like about your game like what things you could have done differently um well I don't have well okay other than you know I wish that I had stayed in the challenge and not dropped um other than that I don't have any regrets from that week because I really think I did everything that I could um other than that not dropping I think the only other regret that I have in the game is that I didn't, I wish I had reached out to more people like on other tribes towards the beginning of the game, mm. um, which I don't like blame myself for not, I guess, because I had only seen, I think, season one of CBS Survivor before playing season three. Oh, wow. And that's yeah, so different, I, too. I like literally had seen very little. Um, so I... I mean, I learned, like, a lot more about Survivor sort of throughout the season. And, like, now, two years later, I obviously know a lot more, but I didn't at the time. So I didn't even I didn't, I didn't even realize at the beginning that, like, people were talking to people in other tribes. Like, I didn't know that was a thing, you know? So, yeah. I, I mean, I did, I did what – I think I did a good job from, like, the knowledge that I had. But I wish that I had made those connections because I think, you know, maybe – that I could have somehow maybe pulled something with like Dylan and Cassie. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I think that's like the only thing. So during tribal, like 
you left and you said that Brady had one more jury vote, was that you trying to help Savu Savu members by like targeting Brady or was that actually like your thoughts? Um, God, that it's hard to even remember that. I yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure I had heard that. Like, I don't know if it was. I think Emily had like also said that or something. And when I was when I was like talking to Sabu Sabu, I was like thinking, okay, like what should I like say when I get voted out or whatever? You know, gotta have a good exit. Um, I think it was sort of a mix of like putting it was definitely trying to like put a target like add to the target on Brady's back I guess like because he didn't go with me kind of um mm-hmm. and that if more people were saying that they were going to vote for him that would put a bigger target on him um yeah I think that was sort of the main premise behind it okay that makes sense but honestly that I feel like emotions were just like so Hi, that night. I don't really know yeah. <laughs> what I said. Let's see. Um, question. So, yeah, what do you think was like? Oh, yeah. There's something I wanted to ask about from a few episodes ago. Uh, I think this might have been. I think this was shown briefly or talked about at least that you and Cassie have, like, had a meeting at some point and, like, strategized a little bit. What was uh, the deal with that? Yeah, so I remember that. She didn't want us to film that meeting. I forget why. It was kind of (laughs) weird. But, so, yeah, we met. She had reached out to me, which I thought was really funny because, like, the whole game, ever since that, like, I don't know, week three tribal, it's like, we hadn't talked. I feel like... Savu Savu, it was just like a running gig to be like, haha, Cassie's not doing anything. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I was like really surprised when she reached out to me. And basically, she reached out to me because she wanted Brady out. And it was when we were all trying to like decide between Brady and Ben. Um, so, like, she met with me and she wanted to see if there was a way that like i'd be able to get everyone else to vote brady out instead of ben you know and as seen in the episode like you know my group we did try to convince them to vote brady over ben but it didn't really go down very well um it was not very effective so i mean i guess that really didn't work out and that was that was one of the things that like cassie said when i met with her the week I got voted out where she was like hmm like man I don't know maybe it would have been different if Brady had like actually gone out or whatever that one week um but I don't know I the whole Brady versus Ben thing I mean there's only so much like one person can do about that you know yeah yeah definitely hmm also um I know it was definitely clear in the edit that, like, Eliza was your closest ally. Well, how would you have ranked the other people in the game as far as, like, at the final nine, like, you're, who you were the closest with to, like, who you were the least close with? Yeah, so I think I think Eliza was definitely my closest ally at that point. But um, 
very like not far behind her at all was Devin, um, which I don't think it's like shown that much really throughout the season. Um, I guess we didn't like record all of our conversations, but ever since like the first day, I think Devin and I were pretty close. Um, Cause like the first, like the first day after we lost the challenge, like we were all like standing there in a line and he was next to me and he like whispered to me, like me afterwards kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. 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 So then we met, um and we talked and we decided to sort of have like a kind of like low-key long game alliance kind of thing that other people that you know obviously people would know we were allies but not sort of to the extent I guess so yeah Eliza and Devin definitely my two closest allies um at that point I was starting to be a little sketched out by Austin so I don't know so much about him um Probably I felt, but I probably still felt better about him than like Emily and Will just because like we knew that, you know, they had like flipping on the mind kind of thing. But I think I felt closer to Emily than I did to Will. Um, But of course that sort of changed after the whole Ben Bond thing. And then I feel like super inclined I don't know, to work with either of them, but not that it mattered really because they weren't on my tribe. But, um, and then I'm trying to think everyone else, I was really not with everyone else because I mean, who's left? Like Brady, Dylan, Cassie, Aaron. Um, Aaron, yeah. So, like, Aaron, I wanted to work with Aaron. It was just, I mean, I guess she made, she made that call the last week that, you know, she was not going to work with me. Yeah. You know, and I want to say, like, the whole, the whole, like, re- I remember, like, reading, like, the YouTube comments on that episode where we got Chloe out um, about, like, oh, like, why would they put votes on Aaron? You know, that kind of thing. And the whole, like, reasoning behind that was that we, like, made it so that if Aaron was telling us the truth, um then chloe would go home but if aaron was lying to us then she would go home so yeah like the test Mm -hmm. policy on that i guess because honestly like i mean it's not really shown in the episodes but sort of like the vibes we got from her like the vibes i got from her when i was talking to her it's like i wasn't i wasn't i didn't feel 100 percent comfortable you know what i mean and especially since the whole game had gone on hearing like torfiti this torfiti that of uh, you know fuck sabu sabu this you know yeah. I, anyone who was like on tafiti or tormenta i was just like naturally very like wary of yeah 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 no that definitely makes sense like especially because tormenta if you I feel like they definitely have this reputation of being just like wild cards yeah <laughs> So, um, let's see. What other things? What was one of your like favorite memories from uh, the whole experience? Oh man, um, oh, there's so many. I think honestly, like 
one of my favorite memories would just be I loved how like you know spontaneous meetings would be it was just very exciting like I remember I like got back got back to my dorm at like 2am after some tribal or whatever and I was like already back but then Aliza called me and she was like wait can you come over right now like I want to have you know and then I'd be like okay sure and I'd walk yeah. over yeah. the house and then like we'd all like meet up and you know strategize during the night and stuff and I don't know just sort of like the spontaneity of it and how exciting was it. I always say like to people when I like describe Survivor I'm like okay imagine the excitement that you get from capture the flag when you're like seven and it's <laughs> that same kind of excitement oh yeah that's so cool and but also and it lasts so long too and it's like you're all into it together yeah exactly it's something you just like you think about it a lot you know like you're in your class and you're just like thinking about it yeah no literally all the time it's just like you know, you're always, you know, it is a lot of fun to, like, think about it all the time. And, I, you know, I remember, like, when the whole, like, tribal happened where Devin and Aliza, like, pulled off the whole thing with, like, all the fake idols and stuff. I remember I was, like, I was in the library, I was in the ugly, um, the library, like, studying for my exam, which was, like, the next day. Um, and I don't know, it was like 11 o'clock or something. And I was a hundred percent, I was like so sure that one of them was going home. And then Devin called me and he was like, we both made it. And I almost <laughs> ran into the library and then I like ran to Elise's house. And then we had that whole, it was like the whole video where I was yeah. raving about the idol. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That, I just remember how like happy and excited you guys were in that video. That was like, it was fun to watch. You just, cause it was like, you three were all clearly just like so excited. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Oh man, I was I was a little bit bummed that uh, we didn't see you pull out the the Lorax and play it the tribal council that you put it up. Honestly, I really should have. I should have. I think I threw it away because it was like really disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what's like the biggest thing that you learned from playing Survivor? Oh man, um. God, I don't know. I guess, okay, I guess this, like, doesn't sound super positive, but, you know, in, like, a game like Survivor, I guess you, I guess, sort of, I learned within that context, you, you can really just, like, fully rely on yourself and trust yourself, mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you know, it can be dangerous to, like, trust somebody else so completely, um, mm -hmm. You know, because, like, you never know. It's kind of funny because, like, I talk about with, like, because now, now in Survivor, like, we're all friends. You know, it's a whole big, like, community. And we, like, talk about a lot about, like, I wonder how, you know, good for us these games actually are. Because, you know, we, you know, so we've got, like, the season that we play. But then, you know, as you guys know, we all, like, you know, play these, like, summer games and, like, the online games and, you know, so many, like, I can't even count how many times I've played, like, a version of Survivor with these people. And it's, like, you lie to your friends, like, over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's honestly so funny. It's, like, is it really good for us to be, like, lying <laughs> to each other all the time? Um, maybe not. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of what I learned. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. 
cruel. I guess to put some, make it sound more positive, I learned to trust yourself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one too. All right. Um, so we got to get going soon here, Emily, but do you have any more thoughts in general that you wanted to get out there about the game and about the whole experience and about the, the show and the edit and everything? Um, well, I guess like, well, I guess I would say like, I, I'm like super impressed with the edit. Cause I remember just like, you know, two years, you know, it's like two years of suspense, like, you know, oh my gosh, like I can't, I can't wait for when our season comes out. But at the same time, feeling like, oh my gosh, it, it's like so far in the future. You know, it's like we're gonna be like fifty when it comes out. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think obviously it's really hard, a hard job to do because there's like so much footage and so many people, and there's like so many different things going on that it's hard to like get a storyline. But so far, I think it's like been portrayed really well. Um, so I'm like really happy with how it's been. That's awesome. Yay, yeah, I'm really, yeah. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it, Emily. Um, really good to hear from you and hear what you're doing. Yeah. Hope you enjoy your new house. Thank you. And yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. Of course. Stay safe. Absolutely. Have fun with you online, online university. <laughs> and online survivors. <laughs> yeah, Zoom University. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Emily. See ya. Bye. Well, cool. We had some great to hear from both of them. Yeah, both of Emily's awesome people. Great survivor players. So sad to see them both go this episode. I know. Um. So let's let's talk through some eulogies for the Emilys. We had three Emilys, now there are zero Emilys. Oh man. How the turntables. How the turntables. So first we had uh Emily P. So um yeah, I, I mean I feel like she def I, she definitely had a lot of control in the game. She definitely played mm -hmm. a, a really good game up until these like it's funny because it kind of reminded me of like the year 2020. Her game is like the year 2020 yeah. where she, it was going really well. Everything was going mm -hmm. well. Then we hit, had all these crises hit at the same time. Yeah. Like the coronavirus pandemic mm -hmm. and an economic crash. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of civil unrest and yeah. just like, uh, you know, the Ben bomb and the demerge and, you know, it, it, she really was not able to survive all these crises, but mm -hmm. I think no, she was definitely like I feel like she's a classic example of somebody who plays like a fantastic pre-merge, early merge game, and then just, you know, for reasons both out of and kind of in her control is sent home in that early merge period. Well, I guess in this case a demerge period, but you yeah, know, it's the same basic concept. I really think that um she had a lot of really good skills. I mean, she was very, very good at, like, mm -hmm. reading people and, like, kind of had really good intuition. Mm -hmm. I just think that she was maybe a little bit too game body, and I think that ended up yeah. hurting her in the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like she kind of hit the nail on the head, like, with her own kind of, like, self-assessment and that she is – she's the type of person who's, like, expecting everybody else to be like, playing on that same level as her and, like, reading into all these things and just, like, trying to play 10,000 steps ahead. And, yeah. Yeah. And it, it kind of came back to bite her. Yeah. And I feel like in this season, 
is just as important to have those skills as it is to like mm-hmm. just have that pure like social skill and likability. Mm-hmm. Like someone like Dylan has definitely not done as many things as she has, but he's still here, you know, same yeah. thing with someone like Devin who's played a more laid back game or yeah. somebody like, um, you know, I don't know. You know, a lot of people, you know, it, it's just like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like she definitely played a, a, re- a really good game, but she just like, didn't quite have what it took to, to survive past uh, that like beginning early merge thing. Just a little bit of tweaks to her game that yeah. would kind of help her out in the future. She's the kind of person where I think that if she did like tweak a few things in her game, she'd be very, very good in another, uh, in another season. Yeah. And like, not even that she's bad socially. Like, I feel like she had a lot of good social connections. It's just, Oh yeah. The unpredictability of the Ben bomb, all that stuff through all yeah. this. I wouldn't say she yeah. got totally voted out totally due to her own like mistakes. Like, you know, we were yeah. kind of talking about earlier. There's definitely an element of like luck that comes into mm-hmm. the game too. So where, where are we going to rank Emily in that 10th place pantheon? So with, re- uh, remind me who are, who are the other two? We have Kara Kara and Kara and Bree. All right. Um so we we ranked we ranked Bree ahead of Kara, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, Kirk, yeah. Yeah, Bree had I would definitely yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. And like thinking back on it like Kara went out due to rocks, right? And she mm-hmm. kind of just like a follower. I, I don't know. I, I think this might be an easier one. Yeah. I would probably put just like put Emily in first. Yeah. I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. I feel like I would definitely, I think, put her ahead of Kara. She's a lot more you know, looking out for himself, herself, making her own moves. You know, mm-hmm. has such a good sense of the game. And then in terms of Brie, yeah, I feel like with Brie, like, I think a big knock on her is that she didn't have, like, the best pulse on alliances and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like Brie was really good socially and had good connections, but, like, also she wasn't really, I don't know. And Brie didn't necessarily have her signature move she can point to. Exactly. Where, like, she had a pretty good game knowledge, but she never really, like, I, I know she had, she kind of had the Sarah everything but that mm-hmm. wasn't really a move and she wanted to turn on you but it didn't really all come yeah. together whereas emily can definitely point to like multiple like moves that she made like the mm-hmm. chloe yeah, thing the chloe. Like, turning kind of like getting in the middle of ben and will mm-hmm. setting herself up there helping like her and will were definitely a partnership but she had like a lot of i think influence over like the direction of the game yeah and i feel like she fought a lot more I mean, like, I feel like Brie was a lot more blindsided than Paddock was. And, yeah. like, Paddock fought a lot more. It was probably closer to, like, you know. Like, I don't know if Austin ever would have actually flipped, but at least, I, I don't know. It's it, I mean, it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier about, like, being blindsided versus, you know, fighting for it. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely put, I, I put Paddock as number one of the tens. Paddock. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we're going to go Paddock, then Brie. Then, Kara. Yeah, uh, I'm good with that. Now let's move on to the ULG for our other, are the final of the three Emilys. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Emily Bachwick. Um, I think that 
Emily B, she said she didn't really have a ton of game knowledge coming into it. I, I feel like she had a good feel for the game, but she just like didn't kind of maybe kind of like Jesse to the extent that she didn't necessarily know like how to make moves. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of like in a weird way a combination of the other two Emilys in that hmm. um, Emily Levy didn't really know much about the game going in and wasn't able to really get a lot going. And Paddock, obviously, you know, super, super big into Survivor and it's good socially. I feel like, you know, Bachwick didn't know much about Survivor at this time, but also was able to like be good socially and kind of get a natural feel for it where she was able to get people on her side. And she definitely played a like lower key game than Paddock, but that doesn't mean that like she wasn't like successful in what she was doing. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Like, I felt like she had a good social game. Like, Emily B seemed very, very well liked by everybody. Yeah. And, like, no one really had ever anything negative to say about her or, like, oh, Emily B is the worst. Like, nobody ever had any negativity towards her. I just think that, like, probably her major weakness was kind of what she named where she was, like, I just didn't realize that people were talking to a lot of other people in the other tribes. You know, like, she was very, yeah. very, like, well-connected within Sabu Sabu. I think had the demers not happened, she would have rode out. She would have definitely rode it out far with Sabu Sabus, but like she just didn't really have the connections outside of them, which I think really hurt her in the demerge. Mm-hmm. So we're we have this is going to be a tough one. We had to rank Emily B against Angela and Abby. Who did we originally have? I honestly don't remember. I don't either. This is, I think I want to say we put Angela ahead of Abby, but I don't have it. It was a close one, I think. I have it written down somewhere, I think. I'll try yeah. to find it. But I. Um, some KYTL super fan, uh, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know and then like. So, you know, use like Mallory's time machine to tell us. Yeah. Um. So what are, what are your I, honestly, initial I feel like they're all kind of similar players. Like in a weird way, they're all like good socially. People like them. They're not super huge threats, but then they're also more easy to pick off in this stage of the game. You know, like I feel like they all share a lot of like commonalities. I don't know. I I almost wanted to say like. <laughs> Angela equals Abby equals. Yeah. I feel like that's a cop out. But that is a cop out. All right. So. All right. Well, Angela, Abby, and Emily B, what they all have similar is that all of them, neither of them really were big influencers of the game. None of them really made a move. You can, you can actually, I don't know. I do kind of want to say that Abby did kind of she definitely played a part in getting rid of kevin which mm-hmm. is a pretty big move and i yeah yeah but i'm weirdly kind of leaning towards abby i don't know as being number one yeah yeah because I'm, I'm trying to think of what emily b she was probably she's probably the best social player of the three mm-hmm. but abby i think was probably i i saw abby like try to do more yeah things. and i feel like she was like 
I, I don't know. I guess Emily was also like really fighting at the end, and like they're both kind of in. Oh, that's true. They're they did, both, they both kind of in like really kind of screwed situations. Yeah, where there's nothing really they could have done, but they were like really trying their hearts out. Gosh, I know. I, I wanted the equals, but that's such such a cop out. So if we ran, if you ran the simulation a uh, hundred times, who makes it further, Abby or Emily B? Ah. Uh, I don't know. Now I'm kind of going back to Bachwick, but I feel like we're ranking season three people high on like I know, every single I like one of the these. Bias. It's recency bias. I feel like I feel like part of it probably maybe it. Mm. And also, we don't want to just like we're just gonna we're just gonna say Angela's last. I feel like that's fine. You know, let's just go with our gut. Our gut told us Abby's number one. Yeah, we're just gonna have to go with the gut. We're gonna say. <sighs> We're, we can come back and revisit these later. And, yeah. And we, or we can give the full the full ranking of all mm-hmm. 18. And, yeah. You know, even even yeah. Rob Sosternino re- revised his rankings every so yeah, often. Exactly. And we'll, we're gonna, we'll, we'll check back in on season four, <laughs> the rankings. <laughs> uh, yeah. We may, maybe we'll remember them yeah. differently, but we'll have a little bit of this marinate. Mm-hmm. For now, I think. Yeah. The I mean, we, we probably said Angela over at the last time. <laughs> yeah, for all probably I probably knew. <laughs> Let's just say that. I guess we're going to say the reasoning for this is that Abby tried to do more. Yeah. And tried to do more earlier and was part of things earlier. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. She tried to do more earlier. I just, I just think the Kevin thing is something on her resume where she had the, she had a lot of power that week. Mm -hmm. Emily B never really had a week where she had a lot of power, but Abby had the power where she knew like, she knew the whole plan to get rid of Kevin. She knew Kevin had the idol. Both sides kind of trusted mm-hmm. her and she made her decision. She thought she had like this alliance with like me and Sarah and Maggie. Mm-hmm. And she thought she was set up really well with the merge. And both of them kind of had the weakness where they didn't really reach out to the other tribe. But I think that Abby at least made a move. Yeah. So, all right. That's where we're going to leave it at. Abby, Bachwick, and then Angela. So, I, I so. feel like we might be discounting Angela. I just feel like it's been so long since season one. I can't remember as well. Oh, uh, Angela's underrated too. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, we can we yeah. We can well, talk about yeah, this let's forever. put a pin in this. Let's put a pin let's, in this. Yeah, we're putting a pin in this one. All right. Well, Sarah, as you can see, Sarah has been to the market, but we were able to get yeah. some good power rankings out of it, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel so, like Sarah's um, going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck, guys? Angela's miles better than everybody. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know in the comments what do you think about our rankings. And mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, and I, I'm very excited to talk about the next episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been out by the time of us recording this, but don't want to spoil it unless people are listening to this while watching it. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun next week. Yep, you can we can see uh, if the person is better eighth place player than I am. Yeah, whoa, and that'll well, be a good comparison. It'll, it'll be a good that'll one. Be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Well, we'll have some things to talk about next week, so tune in. Yeah, bye guys. Goodbye.